0: Yeah, I think I had Jersey towards the bottom. You had Jersey at yeah, three. definitely did. Nah, dude, I, I definitely <laughs> had Jersey at three. Gretzky had it, lost it. Isomon picks it <laughs>
1: up. Isomon moving, blue line, chance.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the Hockey Know-It-Alls, KJ and Zach Mack. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by our very own Zach Mack. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Quinn
1: Hughes leads all rookies in points. I'm doing fantastic.
0: Ooh, but he trails Kale McCarr in plus-minus... Kale McCarr has less penalty minutes, more points per game, more even strength goals, more even <laughs> strength points, more power play goals, more game-winning goals, a better shooting percentage, and about the same time on the ice. Yeah, you were a lot
1: more prepared for this argument than I was.
0: No, I you, you made a good point on Twitter. Obviously, Kale McCarr is surrounded by a lot of uh, talent. I think the biggest difference is Kale McCarr is good – or uh, Quinn Hughes is good with Elias Pedersen and Bo Hor- Horvat, but I don't think there's enough there to make Qu- Quinn Hughes as good as Kale McCar, And I don't think Quinn Hughes is good enough to make other players better quite like McCarr does, but this is going to be the Norris race for a decade.
1: Yeah. I also don't think if, if we were giving it the eye test, I mean, Kale McCar just looks better. I think on ice and Quinn Hughes does not that that, Looks looks don't matter, everyone. But uh, I think I think you're right. I think Makar has a better ceiling. I just think – I I just don't know that the Canucks would be where they are without Quinn Hughes, and I know we're not prepared to do this whole argument right now, and honestly, I just get home from a shitty day at work, and it's my first time to scroll through Twitter. So I found that you tweeted recently, and I responded. Because I actually saw that graphic today, and I almost sent it to you and was like, Quinn Hughes, eye emoji. Because I knew you are going to have some smart remark about Makar. But then you just went and did it yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I see those things all the time. And I I like Quinn Hughes, American kid. I, all the, all my usual reasons for liking young defensemen, Quinn Hughes fits, uh, other than being the best rookie defenseman. He's he's not, but he's damn good. You could also make the case that going into next year, Cale McCarr is among the Norris favorites. I'm not sure you could say the same thing about Quinn Hughes. Interesting.
1: Well, hey, flashback to last episode. You had both of them on your miracle team. <laughs> that's, did you? You had that's that's good, right you I did.
0: yeah, I had a very I had very small defenseman. <laughs> but we, we scored a lot. Dude, I will say that was a lot of miracle on ice talk that we this past weekend. Almost too much. I hate to say it. Not the movie. I'm not throwing shade at the movie. But I think I heard the same stories 18 times this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're better than my girlfriend, who I was like, can we watch the movie? And she's like, I've seen this so many times. I was like, but this is the week to watch it. And she was like, no, I'm not watching that. And so I actually didn't watch it this week, but at least you're not that bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll... Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I would have watched the movie. With you. <laughs> I just I want to throw that out there uh, real quick before we jump into what is trade talk and milestones and crazy happenings around the NHL. Uh, we're going to change our intro and outro very soon. But in case I forget, at the end of the episode, we know Zach Mac is at its Zach Mac, which I love. It's a great handle. I changed mine as well. Uh, For no other, we're still presented by Belly Up Sports. That's our home. We love Belly Up. Uh, I'm just at hosted by KJ. I like putting that uh, on the internet in all different places a little better. It makes a little more sense and describes me a little bit more because I'm always talking. So I feel like I'm hosting every room (laughs) that I'm in. And my Twitter handle should reflect that. So at hosted by KJ, uh, but we're still Puck Puck Pass presented by Belly Up Sports. So no worries about that.
1: That low key, I, trade I think deadline that's was. Great. Oh, going. That's gonna get more people to look at your profile if they see your Twitter handle. You know, honestly, I think
0: probably because right? it's not gonna be my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy? That trade deadline was fucking wild. Huh? Yes,
1: it was one of the best ones that I've paid attention to. I guess in recent years.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was. It was a lot of fun to keep up with it on Twitter. Uh, both tweeting from the account. Uh, when Maria was busy and being on TSN's website, listening to NHL Network Sirius Radio, which was dog shit for <laughs> the trade deadline, but just seeing everything going on and talks getting crazy and the pre-day trade that never happened, but got everyone really excited. Uh, it was a it was an exciting day, uh, but some trades obviously we don't cover because we don't care about. Because they weren't real hockey trades. And other ones involved your boy, Andre, or Andre, Anthony, John see you, John Gabriel Pajot, Ilya Kovalchuk, after we last recorded, guys going back to their old teams. What trade, what one trade stuck out to you the most? Well, I wanted it
1: to be the Parise trade because... <sighs> We both picked teams that we thought were going to win the deadline, and I would have had a very strong case for my Islanders if they pulled that trade off. So I was a little upset that that didn't go through. You mentioned the double A. Andreas Athenasiou goes to the Oilers. I love that trade because he was my favorite Red Wing after Datsouk left, and now I don't have to see him suffer anymore. He's just my favorite Oiler playing on a line with my other favorite Oiler. So that is my favorite trade. Andreas Athenasiou goes to a first-line contender. that that's kind to feel
0: good. very... Very, very bold of you to think that he won't suffer in Edmonton at some point, you know what he probably will, and he's got an attitude problem, so that's just not gonna yikes, straight from the horse's horse's mouth or whatever that saying is <laughs> uh, i yeah, I mean, I like that trade for the sake of wow, that's a lot of speed in Edmonton i mean they are they were probably the fastest team in the league, and now they are without a doubt the fastest team in the league. Uh, going back to your point about having a strong case for the Islanders, I still think you do, because the the Peugeot trade was was huge for them. That's he doesn't provide the most offense, but a lot more offense than they had. And he got in a fight in his first game, which you know, be it as it may, is still producing in some sense. He scored a goal, if I'm not mistaken, last night. Uh, he's a great pickup for them, and definitely makes them a more of a contender in my eyes.
1: That's good to hear. You're an Islanders fan. I, I didn't really... Uh, I thought it was big for Islanders. I didn't think it was, like, win the trade deadline worthy. I mean...
0: No, the Penguins did that.
1: Yeah, then that's who you thought, right?
0: Yeah. But I I also... I. It's tough for me to say... Like, it, as long as they added... Decent hockey players. I was going to say they won the trade deadline because they're they're just very good at a base level. But bringing back Connor Sherry, who is familiar with the team and Sid Likes and all that, already having Zucker, if we're going to count that for not the deadline, but just trades in general. Yeah. Uh, and Patrick Marlowe is still a serviceable veteran and wants to win a cup probably more than most guys in the league do. Or has has been wanting the shot at a cup for longer than just about everyone in the league has wanted to. So that's a good piece to add. But they weren't the biggest trades of the day for me, if that makes sense. Okay. What do you think about Laner to the uh our Vegas goal? That's Knights?
1: that's nice. I mean Flurry and Laner in that is pretty much like a coach just nodding not having to worry about his goaltending going on a playoff run. wouldn't you think? like you just
0: you could I would think so I I I think it's a huge thing a huge get for the Knights no matter what they give up at that point I I think it's a good trade for them and maybe not no matter what but for what they gave up it was a good trade for them and it's kind of setting itself up for Marc-André Fleury to lose his job to a backup goaltender in the Stanley Cup playoffs as his team goes on to win a cup which we've seen before from Mark andre Fleury. I'm not saying that's going to be the case, but the Knights are not at all in trouble if they have to go to their backup in the playoffs now. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking of, like, if you go down, like, the way Vegas' teams build, if you go down quick 3 nothing in a game, let's say you got Fleury starting, you you could throw Laner in, five minutes left in the first, nothing goalie switch, and still win that game, being the Vegas Knights, I think.
0: Yeah, i that's think that's, i i didn't i didn't think about it that way but that's a good point because i think you're absolutely right i mean yeah you're absolutely right that's that's a good point especially for the playoffs because it it's very tough to like go down o2 and change your goalie and win a series i i don't know on hand how many times that's happened if it's ever happened but vegas could could do that realistically and still go back to flurry in the next round. If it, you know, ends up, if, you know, if they get a break and, you know, he could, he seems like his head's back in the right spot and, you know, laner laner isn't pitching like five shutouts in a row or something, but they're, they're probably in the best spot. They probably made the biggest jump from good to great spot going into the postseason. Yeah. But I, that was really the only thing for them that, that stuck out to me, especially all the trades I've written down. As far as the Western Conference, I feel like the Knights really the only ones to make a big move like that that put them firmly in the driver's seat. Yeah. Unless you think Athens CU does that for Edmonton.
1: I, and it, and Mike I just Green. played well last night um, when I, they played the Ducks um they got both NSA and FNC who both played on that line um they both played well I think that could be a difference I but like you said, I mean I don't know if it compares to Vegas not having to worry about goaltending in the postseason is overrated I think or overlooked is what I mean I think yeah I don't think people realize how big of a deal and they're already winning their division I think the Vegas Knights are very scary now I think they probably did the best in the West
0: for the trade deadline. You'd absolutely love to hear it. Sounds like your dog agrees. Uh, what you know how I feel about Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, I want to hear you first, though. Him going to the caps with his countryman Alex Ovechkin, who we'll talk about a little later as well. They didn't do a ton at the deadline. Uh they added Brendan Dillon and Ilya Kovalchuk. I said on Twitter, if that's what they think is going to help win them a cup. They're further away than I thought or their window closed sooner than I thought it did. But what what do you think about at least, at least Kovalchuk ending up in Washington?
1: Well, yeah, they got me blocked, so I can say whatever I want, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't, uh, don't still not rooting for Kovalchuk. Um, I don't, I don't really, I I don't really hate the Capitals if, if they've, just want to add, I guess I'm just not worried about the f- idea of Koachch getting used at this point like I don't do you, I don't think they'll keep him do you
0: beyond this season yeah no i I can't imagine so or if we'll even want to stay or you know depending on what happens in the playoffs you know how his because you know how quickly his feelings get hurt i I,
1: I don't I'm just not rooting for him to do well. I don't care if he tags along and gets like two goals and three assists in 20 playoff games,
0: and gets a ring. I was gonna say it's a it's a whole lot of playoff games. He's probably getting a ring, but uh, I I don't hate the trade for the Capitals. I just I also wouldn't be surprised if this was like Ovi pulling a LeBron, saying like, "Hey, we're pretty good. You know, one more quick wrister probably wouldn't hurt." My fellow communist is up in Montreal. Let's just get him <laughs> down to Washington. You know, we'll do a little this and that, and he'll help see us win it. a cup. I, I can see, see that being the way this went down.
1: Hey, props to Ovi, got it done.
0: Yeah, well, you will see. I they they did beat the Penguins after I predicted that they would get blown out, and they looked pretty good doing it. They were at home, but that doesn't really matter all that much in a rivalry game like that. I don't think Brendan Dillon and Ilya Kovalchuk is what the Capitals needed to get over this hump. I mean, offense wasn't preventing them from giving up four goals a night. Like, Ilya Kovalchuk's not going to help them not give up goals. Just weird to me.
1: Yeah, they're just in a... uh... They could be fine, though. I mean, they they just beat the, they play the Jets again. They just beat the Jets. And then they got the Wild and the Flyers. They might just be that fine. Flyers
0: game might be huge for them. Flyers yeah, are great. hot. And they that's didn't great. do they didn't do jack shit at the deadline. Everyone's like, oh, Derek Grant is a good ad for the Flyers who need depth. I, I couldn't ask a fairly confident hockey fan what position Derek Grant plays. <laughs> power forward exactly <laughs> they i mean what they're pretty hot they didn't they didn't need to shake the boat too much anyway uh, the, the one that stuck out to me it's kind of the one we the only big one that we haven't mentioned yet is the trochek the the panthers Hurricanes trade. yes Vinny Trocheck headed to carolina for eric Halla. uh Lucas Walmart, Walmart, and a couple other names I can't really pronounce, but apparently one's a good defensive prospect. You mentioned it in the group chat that it's not like Trochak's a world beater for the Panthers right now, but it does seem like kind of a weird move for a team that's right on the bubble for Florida. I don't think, I think it's a good move for Carolina, but it's, it's a weird, not ready to say bad move for the Panthers.
1: I don't hate this move for the Panthers. I have become somewhat biased towards the Panthers. I think you know that, but, uh, like you said, Scherchak wasn't playing well in Florida. I think Florida's young enough. I don't think they're necessarily worried about win now. I think they would like to compete now, but Bobrovsky's going to be there for a while, and they're. I, don't, I just don't think they're full push this year, and to get Halla in a return, I think is a good piece since Scherchak wasn't. Fitting in, or I, I don't know what the deal was, but it just, it just seems like what Florida got in return was pretty good. I don't think they're worried about winning now. I think they're gonna be worried about winning, and they're gonna try to outlast Toronto. I think, as far as years, that they interesting,
0: can, very, very interesting. But if they don't hate the that take, though, East. It's still
1: competition for – I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like Hala and Walmart is a good return for Trochek, who wasn't producing for you anyway.
0: Yeah, and I, I think – I I don't think the Hurricanes gave up too much <clears throat> Excuse me think. to get Trochek because they also went out and got Sammy Votnin and Brady Shea.
1: Yeah.
0: So they got the defenseman they need, which quick side note. <laughs> I was watching Blue's – Blackhawks the other night, last night, whenever it was. I completely forgot that Justin Falk plays for the Blues. Does he? Yeah, I he, I, I, he, he was
1: traded there, I guess. I think I just dropped him from fantasy. He was on the Hurricanes when I dropped him, though. Wait, Justin Falk.
0: Trade. When did this happen? When did this happen? I thought, bro. Uh, Before maybe. the season. Before the season. Hurricane trade Justin Falk the Blues for Joel Edmondson and Dominic Bach. I just don't – maybe because we weren't recording yet in this just – I mean, I had – not I mean, he, he must have not be doing very well this year because – and I kind of hate the Blues, so that that factors into it as well. But I heard his name on the broadcast. I'm like, wait, Justin Falk that plays for Carolina? Yeah, it was weird. I – we must be terrible at what we do.
1: Yeah, I I just I picked up Athens when he got traded. I dropped Jillson Falk. I think but I think he might, be wearing, shit,
0: he might be wearing Oh he's probably wearing his red and white jersey in his Yacht yeah. picture. <laughs> his jersey. That's probably why I thought. Thanks. By the way, I did end up beating Zach Mack in Fancy last week. Yeah, smoked me. Smoked. Uh but yeah, Sammy Votten and Brady Shea, not Norris... Quality defenseman, obviously, but at least Shea is a younger, serviceable defenseman. Lautanen's older, but it definitely brings something to the table for a team like the Hurricanes. They made some pretty good moves. They, like I said, they gave up a lot, but not a, too much for Trocheck. Philly's making it tough on him, but I think Carolina's really making a making a stand that they're gonna they're gonna push for the uh, wild card spot at least.
1: Yeah, and what, Columbus didn't do anything, did they?
0: No, they
1: made... Carolina's got three games in hand on Columbus, only two points behind.
0: They traded Sonny Milano to the Ducks for... I didn't write this one down because
1: it wasn't... Big, yeah. Uh... yeah, Sonny Milano scored the game-winning goal for the Ducks against the Oilers last night.
0: Oh, the Oilers lost last night? I didn't realize that. Uh, the Blue Jackets got Devin Shore from Anaheim for Sonny Milano. And the Blue Jackets traded Marcus Hanakinen for a conditional 2027th round pick. So nothing. <laughs> uh, it, uh, oh, and Gustafson to. Let's see, what did I miss? Gustafson to Calgary. That was a bummer for me. The. As the day went on, it got more and more clear that the Blackhawks had basically given up. <laughs> and they didn't get much for what they gave up to, which was the unfortunate. There wasn't a ton of, I don't know what contract Gustafson has left. I know Laner only signed for the year, uh, and they retained some of his salary. I knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, but it was tough to see that just kind of all fall apart.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got you got Kirby Doc. What you do? You, do you know if you have your draft picks this year?
0: Probably a couple. Yeah, I guess it's not probably. a ton. I, I mean, they haven't really traded for too many guys. Is it tank season? No, I don't. I don't know. It's it's tough because it's not like Seabrook's going anywhere. Even though that's the most daunting contract on that team. Patrick Kane is not getting any younger, as good as Kirby Doc is. I don't know. Kubelik's like, up there in rookie points, too. Like, Kubelik, Doc, and Kane could be... Like Kubelik, I would just like to
1: see the yeah. third or fourth pick. That would be cool,
0: I think. The third or fourth pick? They'd have to tank, though. Hard. Yeah, you want them to be bad. Just say it. Ha <laughs> ha! I don't. They their chances for the number one pick weren't great, and they got the number three pick or number two pick last year. You just think you're real lucky. Well, I mean, what we need to do is trade for Taylor Hall because he's the rabbit's foot for the number one overall pick. He's been on like he's been on a team that's got the number one pick. I want to say four times. Poor guy. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't... I mean, the Capitals also got Daniel Sprong from the Ducks for Christian Juice, which doesn't do a whole lot for me as far as caring about it. As exciting <laughs> as it was, I was surprised to see that, you know, Palmieri didn't go anywhere. We were talking about the Prise deal that never got off the ground. The stars didn't do too much to... I mean, they're not that far behind St. Louis, so I can see a lot of teams didn't want to rock the boat, and a lot of teams that were already pretty good decided that they had enough assets to get a little better. Everyone's making a big deal about the Lightning getting Goudreau and Coleman. They gave up like three first-round picks for those two guys. Yeah, I was and wondering if you bring that up. Yeah, yeah they're, like the tw- they're probably going to be like the 26th overall pick. I get that, and I'm a I'm a big fan of, especially we see a lot in the the NFL and everything. Like there are just teams that are consistently going to have draft picks in the late 20s, so they're giving up first round picks for guys that can play right now. But for the Lightning of I, they they're not perfect, and they they did start off the season pretty slow. Steve, so was, as good as they're, and they're just like well,
1: we don't want to draft anymore. <laughs>
0: that's that's true too. That's us see. Oh, who uh who said uh that the draft picks were nothing? Or it was Trotz? You sent me that message on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Trot said that the draft picks they gave up were nothing, which I I love that attitude. Yeah. Penguins did a great job at the trade deadline and they're already very good. So it's tough for me to say they didn't win it. Uh surprised Boston didn't do more. And I'm surprised Philly didn't make at least one more move for anyone that could contribute right away. And then, like I said, Kyle Palmieri still being a New Jersey devil was interesting to me. But beyond that, the trade deadline was its its usual self up until the very last minute.
1: Who got the most amount of better?
0: (laughs) The most amount of better.
1: Who, yeah? Who improved? remember, ladies and
0: gentlemen? This show is called Puck Puck Pass. Yeah, who improved the most? I don't it? think Zach's passing. Uh, oh, it's tough, and I've got to say, the Knights
1: winning a cup. Yeah, okay. I was going to say the Knights as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I the Monday after the trade deadline, I was never more confident. That it's going to be Penn's Nights in the finals. Penn's Is nights. that, yeah. Too much yellow for me. I think you mean gold.
1: Yes. Maze? The City of Gold. Maze? Maze? Maze. Maze. It's a
0: like grown-up stroke for the 10 listeners that have seen that movie.
1: I'm sticking with Avs for right now. Avs, pens.
0: Avs, pens. We've talked about this series before. This is like a weird fantasy we have of those two teams matching up in the Stanley Cup final. And I don't think this is the only year that it could happen. But Crosby v. McKinnon for the the Stanley Cup would be incredible. It would be incredible. But Crosby v. William Carlson is also going to be incredible. (laughs) Hard to to take me seriously. Speaking of which, I did not make too many friends on... the old social media today with that article, the fighting one, the fighting one.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you did you watch that video? I saw the video. I where I, where was that? What league was it? Was it that was the AHL? Oh, it was in Hershey, not far from right, me. Right, yeah, because I saw it on the Hershey Bears account. Oh man, it sucks. That was tough. Yeah, that's one of those things where you're like I don't know. <laughs> we went back and forth
0: with that dude on Twitter. I do. That was like a fifteen-year-old. I didn't realize it until we were done.
1: Just so don't understand how people watch that and go, "Yep, that's good."
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's why. If you, so, if you didn't see it in the AHL last night, as uh, it would have been Tuesday night, there was a fight in the AHL. It ended with a brutal knockout, and a guy face hit the ice, cut his face open. Uh, the refs and the other fighter immediately started calling for the training staff to come over. The guy was taken to the hospital. He's awake. He's he's good now. Uh, probably concussed. Fight, I had to guess. But it was a tough video to watch. Was, I mean, just watching that guy go lifeless for a second. Yeah. I didn't my article. And if you haven't seen the article, check it out. Uh, whether it's at Belly Up Sports on Twitter, at Puck, Puck Pod, or at Hosted by KJ, it's all it's out there somewhere. You can find it. But it wasn't. Let's ban fighting. It was just admit that the fighting is for your own own weird fetishy fucking like it i just knew that i'm tired of i'm tired of hearing well it's for the players and it's their code and back in the 40s we you know like no fuck that you it's a weird torture porn thing for you and you like watching fighting on the ice like that's what it's become it's fan service and people were upset like oh the players like fighting i'm not fucking talking about the players it's it's the people from the grandstands that are really confident in Facebook groups that they could do the exact same thing to anyone who looked at them or their teammate wrong. I just think it's, it's stupid to think that we're do that we enjoy it because the players enjoy it, and that no one's out there to hurt each other. The point of a fight is to hurt someone more than they hurt you. I put that in the article. It was just weird. I guess that was ninety seconds. Sorry, but <laughs> impromptu. Yeah, I did not like that, but you can see the video. Uh, we didn't share it on Puck Puck Pass because not real big on sharing that type of stuff, but it is in the article. You can see the tweet. Uh, I didn't like it, so I figured you were going to hate it. Yeah, it was. I was surprised to see you take that stance because that you made a good point as someone who doesn't want fighting out of hockey is you just can't look at that and think that that's fighting. Like that's the part of fighting that should be allowed.
1: Yeah,
0: or like we're that's an
1: argument fighting. for fighting. Pushing each other in the face is a waste of time.
0: Yeah, God. and harm. Anyway, go check it out. Good, good article. I I'm proud of it. <laughs> Wrote it at six a.m. Doing a lot of that <laughs> this week. Uh, anything else on the trade deadline for you? I've got no something no. in my craw about old Joe Thornton. Yeah, I want to hear this because I haven't heard it yet. Joe Thornton is a whiny little bitch. Whoa. Yeah, right off the top. He he was quoted saying that he wanted to trade so he could have a shot at the Stanley Cup. I, I had to check my notes, but the Sharks were just in the finals. And he's been signing one-year deals with the Sharks. And he's made his decision to go back to the Sharks. What do you make of a guy who keeps doing that and then says, oh, I wanted to go somewhere else so I could have a chance at a cup.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a guy who only wants to play half a season. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to coast for the first half and then just trade me to a contender. Don't like it, not a good look for Jumbo Joe.
0: I just think it's weird for him to say, like, to have a chance. Like, what is, is he that worried about the fans are going to say? Like, Patrick Marlowe's has had no issue going other places to try to win a cup. He's now done it twice. <laughs> it's true and they are of similar skill they're you know obviously joe thornton's way up there in points i feel like Marlowe's close but he's also got a ton of games played like these guys obviously are staples in the black and teal there's no there's no debating what they mean to the sharks but i mean dude don't fish all summer then just sign a one-year deal with the sharks because you want to play hockey but don't really want to play that hard if it's for a losing team
1: yeah I like it. I like what you bring up here. I don't.
0: Uh... I don't he... dislike Joe Thornton. I well, I didn't before this. I don't. I don't dislike him now. But that was a very, at least poorly worded. Maybe that's not exactly what he meant. But the way he said it and the way it came off the and the time he said it, just not a good look for Jumbo.
1: Maybe he meant I wanted to go to Boston and Boston knows it and it's just an inside backhand to the face to Boston. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm making. Yeah, it.
0: I mean, you bet. If you're gonna do that, you better hope that your GM wanted to trade you. <laughs> because yeah. if he didn't, and that's coming out of nowhere, I mean, what are they gonna do, Joe Thornton? Yeah. Fire him? Yeah, you'd be <laughs> give him what he wants. But yeah, that was. I mean, that was just. I, mean, I don't. I mean, it's I'm true. sorry, Jumbo, but it just it didn't look good. Ovi, uh Ovi scored seven hundred. And one now,
1: we're over the plateau. Finally, Ovi watches over.
0: Over? Oh, well, you know, got a long way to go. Uh, we. I feel like we did more episodes talking about him at six ninety eight than we did his last thirty goals before that. Like it was a very long time coming. Uh, he gets his goal huge celebration they honored him last night before the game with his son and that was you know very cool to watch but I'm I am somewhat glad it's over because you could kind of tell when he scored 700 and 701 came so soon after that he's probably just gonna get back to scoring 55 goals.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be no time we we we'll be like, oh, he's at seven forty nine. Everybody, we're on OP Watch. And you're like, what the fuck? We just were. We were just on seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred.
0: It, it'll happen quickly, and it's making your dreaded Rocket Richard race a little more interesting. Uh, did, so so? Obviously, took him a little while to get to seven hundred from six ninety eight and six ninety nine. What? What is he gonna finish the season with? In your mind. 7-10, seven twenty. Seven
1: yeah, seven uh seven twelve, we'll say.
0: Seven twelve. Eleven more goals.
1: How many does he have right now?
0: Seven oh one. Oh, in the 40, 43. three. Forty three,
1: so that'll be fifty five. Am I right? Yeah, he's gonna go for fifty five.
0: Yeah, he has forty three. He's two behind Pasternak tied with Matthews. Yeah, I'm going to say 55 I'm going to say 7.09. I think we'll get to 50 and just over 50. Uh, If I had to guess, if the Capitals figure this out and secure a playoff spot mid-March, Obie's effort might dwindle a little bit. Load (laughs) management? Similar to load management, yeah. (laughs) I think... Yo, maybe that's why he wanted Ilya Kovalchuk. He's just going to throw a number eight jersey on there and take the night off. Last <laughs> I mean, not that Kovalchuk could ever skate with Ovi, but maybe he'll just like fake limp down the Probably, ice. Yeah. <laughs> but good good for Ovi, congratulations. It was really, really cool to see his family out there and, and all the stuff they did for him. And that video tribute of all the different people, uh, I was looking up and down at it, but I think his parents – uh, we're in the video and their dog, which was pretty cool. To, well, obviously, the dog didn't actually talk, but for some reason, the capitals made it seem like the dog was talking and put an, a thought bubble over top of them. Very, very odd choice. Oh. The NHL's weird. Yeah. Uh, shortly after <laughs> OV scored 700, absolute mayhem in Toronto. Your boy, Peter Mrazek, comes into the game for James Reimer, who was hurt. Mrazek gets pummeled by Kyle Clifford. We hope Mrazek's okay, but it did not look good. Uh, Emergency backup goalie David Ayers, employee of the Toronto Maple Leafs, has to come in for relief and beats the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) I, I don't know if you got a chance to watch this live. I barely got... Any time to, they were doing live look ins on NHL Network. It's a great story, but wow, that's a bad look for the Leafs.
1: Yeah, I didn't see the game live. I watched it on replay. It was what? It was four to one when he came in?
0: Yeah, yes. So. It was four to three, two shots after he came in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't looking good. But then he stood tall, and it's just. Oh, it's just crazy. Like, you don't, you, this is such a once in a blue moon where these uh, emergency backup goalies come in and this guy beat the team that he works for.
0: It's so odd. Zamboni driver. He beat them. The yeah, he's, an, he, hey, he's a Zamboni driver for the Marlies. And he. He beat the Toronto Maple Leafs so bad that the NHL wants to change the rule. (laughs) That's what's news. because by the time you're listening to this, you've heard so many David Ayer stories, and he was on Colbert, and he was on the Today Show, and he's been all over the place. He's doing the whole media tour. The NHL came together and said, this rule is going to be discussed at the meetings. I saw it all over Twitter today, and first thing that pops into your head, does this happen if it's anyone but Toronto?
1: Ooh, good question. Maybe. Can't think of who. <laughs> Boston.
0: Boston, Chicago, and Pittsburgh seem like the like the other opportunity for this to happen. And in the NHL want to change a rule, but I think the only guarantee is probably that it's Toronto. Yeah.
1: Hilarious. On Saturday
0: night, hockey night in Canada. In Toronto.
1: <sighs> what uh What's So what's the proposition? I saw it. Don't take it away. That's what I'm saying. Don't take it away. Tony X had the best take. He was like, just no backups. You're not allowed any backups. If the starter comes out, then we have to put the emergency backup goaltender in. And that's what they need to change it to. Let's get more of these.
0: I I like the entertainment aspect of that idea. <laughs> the NHL was, you know, all these, like Christopher Stee was like, He was talking about how the NFL has two quarterbacks that don't even dress a third anymore. Position players to go play quarterback if something else happens. I think it's a different animal when you're talking about vulcanized rubber at 100 miles an hour coming at people. I just think it's a different animal. I'm not... I don't think getting rid of e-bugs, as we've all started calling them over the last four days, I don't think getting rid of them is the answer. I... I don't think putting a positional player in net is the answer either because you just don't – like what team is going to put – I mean really anybody, but it's going to be a fourth liner or the seventh defenseman that they brought with them. It's always going to be the same guy. So why wouldn't – team? because they're not going to add a roster spot for a third goalie. There's no way that would get through the collective bargaining agreement. I just I don't know what the the NHL thinks they're going to be able to solve by exploring changing this rule during the GM meetings.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. Other than like you said, other than adding a roster spot,
0: I don't know what you could. I wish I had a list of what GMs were from Toronto because that would give me a better idea of how this is going to go down. <laughs> uh, it's. it's it's wild. So we put the poll on Twitter. I never got your take. Scott Foster or David Ayers? Game 7 of the uh, Stanley Cup Final. David Ayers. Okay, if Scott Foster played for anyone but the Blackhawks. Scott Foster. Scott Foster gave, yeah. I didn't, I didn't uh, Scott Foster did come into a better situation, though. I will admit that. Um, shortly after getting embarrassed by their own practice squad goaltender, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs played another game. It was against the Tampa Bay Lightning, which they won, surprisingly enough. Uh, and Jake Muzzin is hurt and out at least four weeks. And the Leafs are screwed. They have like six Toronto Marlies defensemen traveling with them. <laughs> and the Zamboni driver. Uh, three straight losses for Tampa.
1: Not good for them, but yeah, n- not... Uh... Ideal timing for Toronto right after the trade deadline, where they got the guy that is not replacing Muzzin. Uh, you just—I'm glad I'm not a Leafs fan. I guess I. You,
0: yeah, I was. well I was going to mention uh, Belly Up Golf's very own Luke McGraw said, "Bury the Leafs. It's over. Pack your shit. We're going to the golf course."
1: Oh, I think it's a little early for that. I mean, maybe after the first round. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen, I you know how calm, cool, and collected Leafs fans can be. I'm just telling you what what our boy Luke said. That's that those are the words from his mouth. He is a very level headed Leafs fan. It would never be irrational. And he said it's time to pack your shit. Well are we burying Toronto yet? We've had we've and, had they still have Austin Matthews. They just beat the lightning. And we, we, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting a call. Hold on. We're burying the Leafs. Right now, you heard it. It's February 26th. KJ is burying the Leafs. This is too big of an issue on the blue line for them to overcome. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to miss the Eastern Conference playoffs. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. So do I, because I am not making friends anywhere else but <laughs> Toronto, because I just praise Austin Matthews constantly. It sucks. I want better for that team. But three studs on offense does not make up for nobody on defense other than Tyson Berry. Poor, Ty- poor Tyson Berry. Everyone wanted him traded on Sunday, and I was the only NHL defenseman left on that fucking team. <laughs> 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 oh, so we're on Leafs watch. You know who the Leafs should pick up Ooh. or or find a way to acquire? Bobby Ryan. Mm. He came back for the Senators. Did he? You you brought this up. I, I'm a big Bobby Ryan guy as far as I drafted him in fantasy and had him in NHL Ultimate Team a lot. <laughs> but uh, you could have told me he retired in the offseason. I probably wouldn't believe it. That. <laughs> That's how I was too. I saw the story. I guess he's been gone since November, mid-November,
1: where he – Admitted himself into like help for alcohol abuse, I think. Oh, so he went through the N.H.L. Oh. Association system, I guess, and is like good to go now. Or he's like came back. He returned to the team. He was practicing with them for a while. Returned to the lineup the other night. It's just a good story. I mean, he he admitted himself in, and
0: yeah, that's good. I mean,
1: he, he was good at one he, point, like you know, and then everyone just kind of was good, good anymore. You're like, what's going on?
0: Yeah, it's it's very easy to forget that Bobby Ryan and Corey Perry were a sniping duo in Anaheim. They were very good together. Uh if he had some demons and he was able to to get himself in and get himself the help he needs and props to him. That's that is an awesome story. I didn't mean to make light of it by joking about him retiring. I just I did not know that there was news about him, but that's That's what I thought. That is awesome. Yeah. That's that's very cool. I probably shouldn't go to the Leafs then. Ugh. You <laughs> want to quit drinking? Toronto is not the place for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, did we miss anything else? I don't think we missed. Anything. Oh, we definitely
1: did. But... Probably. Yeah. Those fighters up there. Another episode. fire Four straight win streak. Four straight win.
0: Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm worried about them. As far as you know. Being good. Just got to keep the faith. (laughs) Yikes. All right. Well, that was a hell of an episode of Puck Puck Pass. A little impromptu 90 seconds. Sorry for uh, getting out of hand there for a minute, but trade deadline was a lot of fun. Uh, Hopefully, Joe Thornton doesn't hate me too much. Too, too much. Uh, We've got another fun themed Saturday episode coming your way. Uh, I think that's... I'm just scrolling over uh, the NHL homepage, which is such a mess. Oh, Edmonton, Vegas tonight. Duh.
1: Yeah, that's that's really the only good game tonight. I'm, I'm uh, probably Vegas. I tweeted about it earlier today. They're on a six-game win streak. Trying to make it seven in a row. Oilers on the back half of a back-to-back after they went to OT. Doesn't look good for them.
0: All right, so best two. So you're picking Vegas. Tomorrow night we got Toronto and Florida. Big game. And Islanders Blues. Who you got in those games? I'm taking Vegas as well. Okay. In that game. I'm taking
1: Florida, obviously. And I'm taking obviously. St.
0: Louis, obviously. Those are my obviouslys. Obviously. Ooh, <laughs> new segment. Oh my God. You just invented a segment. The obviouslys. <laughs> the obviouslys. Our obviouslys are Vegas tonight, Florida tomorrow. Yeah, the blues tomorrow, the obviously is uh, hopefully, hopefully Florida proves us right and buries The, the may proves that would be that would be very good for us, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this stupid podcast. We appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you tell your friends and family uh, word of mouth helps just as much as social media. We appreciate everyone who retweets every episode that we put out. We get a, a lot of action on those tweets and we really appreciate it. Our numbers continue to go up, and that means you guys are doing a hell of a job staying with us, listening to every episode. We love the feedback. Oh, my God. I'm talking about the listeners, and we have two quick questions to go over. My bad. I wrote them down in my work planner, and I don't have it out, but I'm glad I just remembered. uh, We'll do this rapid fire. Uh, Is using goals plus points a better way to measure production than either goals or points?
1: Maybe you have to be a little more focused for me to go over this one. I had this discussion with Jackson a little bit back and forth on Twitter. He kind of explained it to me. Uh, I don't have my head fully wrapped around it to know. Maybe. It he, he might be. I don't know.
0: I'm going to say no only because the goals plus points means Queen Hughes is a better player than Kale <laughs> Uh I love it. That was from Jackson Temple underscore on Twitter. Uh, belly Up Podcasts. Can Obi catch the great one for a career goals lead? Obviously, that's a yes.
1: Yes, he can. And he what will. is the
0: percentage from... Yeah, he will, for sure. Uh, at DJC8871, what is the percentage that Blues repeat as Stanley Cup champions? I'm going 8%. I know you're much higher.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go like 27%. That's
0: still pretty high. I like that. That's, that's very bold. I like that. Finally, one more from Jackson Temple underscore. Can you explain how AX differential works? From what I understand, not a huge analytics guy. That's your expected goals for compared to expected goals scored. It's basically similar to PDO as far as the luck stat. I'm sure I'm wrong, but that's what I read and put that together. Do you care? That made zero sense to me. So no, you do not care. Certain things aren't as good as the eye test. If I have to spell out A X D I F F, it does not matter as much as the address. <laughs> uh we love the questions. Thank you guys so much for listening, for asking the questions, uh, for giving us all your attention. We love it so much. Make sure you tell your friends for Maria, for at It's Zach Mac. I'm at hosted by KJ. This was at Puck Puck Pass Pod. We will talk to you guys later this week. The obvious we
1: saw.
0: Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at K, at BellyUpZapMac, and at PuckPuckPassPod.